0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. You all know that I've been dealing with seasons. Um, There's are season that you will go through in life, and it's very important that you understand that. So, my biggest fear is that some of the things that I'm teaching you guys, you don't pay attention to. I don't want you to just come to church just to hear a message. No, I want you to hear the message. And I want you to live with the message and allow that message to get into you. He said, if my word abides in you, you can ask what you will. But you first have to abide in me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. God has so much done all he can do to give us a free check, a blank check. And it's up to us if we want this or not. You can have whatsoever you say, but you got to start saying the right things. Especially in the season that we're going in. Last week I talked to you about, or week before that, I talked to you about the spring season. That's the season of planting. What I want to do today is do a little review so you can actually see and understand what we're doing and what we're talking about. So as I deal with the review, there are some things that are, there are different types of seasons that we go through. We understand that. Not all seasons are weather related. Just because you're in your summer now. It does not mean that you'll be summer spiritually. Listen to me good. They don't necessarily have to coincide with the actual season. Some of you right now be, might be in winter. Some of you might be going, uh, uh, Pastor, what's winter? Huh, you know winter. <laughs> you, when you're catching hell, things are dying all around you, nothing's producing, people's hearts are wax cold towards you, mm-hmm. But it's summertime, but it's winter for you. You understand? Well, in the wintertime, what is God trying to do? He's trying to kill off some stuff, some stuff that has attached itself to you, some vines that have been sucking the life out of you, keeping you from moving and progressing. God's trying to send you a hard winter, and you're crying about the winter being hard. God said, no, bear it, because i got to kill off some stuff in you. Because if I don't kill it off, it's going to choke the life out of you. And there's some of you guys trying to get that root of bitterness out, and that's the hardest root to get rid of. Because if that root does not die, it will spring up and defile your whole life. You cannot be bitter. You cannot hold something against somebody. You cannot afford it. It cuts off your blessing. I told you before, it's just like taking poison and waiting on them to die. That's how dangerous that root of bitterness is. So God sends you through that winter time. And if you're going through it right now, there's nothing you can do but bear it. Everybody else is smiling. They're happy they're going through their summer, and you're going through winter. Well, I told you, you have to look at each season of life. The glass is either half empty or it's half full. If it's half empty, that means that you're losing. Everything's going out. You're looking at it the wrong way. You're trying to hold on to what little bit you have. But when you realize the glass is half full, you're expecting to come all the way up. Amen. So even in your winter, you realize, you know what? God's trying to kill out some stuff. It may be my bad attitude. It may be the way I thought about things. But I've got to look at these things out of the eyes of God if I'm going to see what God's trying to show me. Amen? And then I start talking to you about the springtime because the springtime is really, really important for you to understand. During the spring, that that did not die in the winter will reproduce itself. Some of those friendships that you wouldn't let go of, they're going to show back up in your spring. Spring when you start getting seeds to sow. When your income tax comes back. You get friends back. Mm-hmm. They find out that you got $5,000 back, they're going to be there until that $5,000 go. But in the wintertime, you couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. There are some things that you're going to have to let go of because if you don't let go, of, it's going to reproduce in your life during the spring season. All right. Go back to the review part of it. Now, as I told you, not all seasons are weather-related. Season could be in four ways. The natural, you know, you can go through a natural life, or natural growing season. Your body's growing, things around you are growing. There can be seasons of temptation. There's some time coming that y'all don't really understand, but there's seasons when you go through when you're being tempted. Temptation don't last always, but when it's coming, it's coming. And you have to be ready to handle it. The Bible said that the devil left Jesus for how long? For a season. He tempted him for so long, and then when Jesus passed it, he had to leave him for a season. Well, when you pass your test, the devil got to leave you. He can't stay there and bombard you all of your life. That is unfair, and God will not allow you to be tempted above that you can measure. You can't handle this temptation all your life. So God steps in. Even when you can't see him, people, he's there. He said, i never leave you nor forsake you. You have that promise. Why not act on it? Stop thinking that he's forgotten you. Amen? There are physical seasons and then there are spiritual seasons now that I'm dealing with mainly the spiritual season as we begin to talk more and more. And how you conduct ourselves, how we conduct ourselves in each season will determine the outcome or how long we remain in that season. Sometimes you can get stuck in a season. You do not get a passing grade. You get a failure. You get a retain. Yeah, you can't not move forward because you won't do what you're supposed to do in your season in order to come out of it. So, therefore, God does not promote you. He only puts an F on your report card. That F does not mean you are a failure. It means you failed that subject. And some of you don't realize it. But you're stuck in the season. Every time you you keep going around, you don't see yourself progressing. You're in the same situation you were last year. You're not moving forward because you're not paying attention to seasons. You're not paying attention to what God is doing in your life. Why promote you when you're failing? They don't want to do that in the school system. I'm sorry. I take that back. I shouldn't have said that. No child left behind? Huh? God will leave you behind. Amen. Well, He will leave you behind. Now nah, I say that. <laughs> Let me stop. Y'all might be put this on on tape one day. Anyway, but what I want to do is to help you to understand seasons. Seasons. And sometimes you may get to, what's this? We're in uh, June, summertime. You know what? Some of y'all act a fool every June. <laughs> it's just in you. It's just that time of the year for you. It's just that season for you. You just let your hair down. You just act a fool. You just gotta do you. Yeah, that's why people get away from you. They can't stand to deal with. You. That's why people like you know I, you just unbearable. I hate for this time to come around. You understand? Some of you see yourself. All right, so you can get stuck in a season. This is when your mind and your body refuse to accept change. If you're not willing to give corresponding actions to what you're supposed to be doing in that season, you will remain in that season. Some of you have been broke for a long time because you won't deal with the prosperity aspect of the Scriptures. You won't do what God told you to do to come out of it. You just can't see yourself doing that. You can't see yourself without him or without her or without cheating this or without cheating that. Therefore, you're stuck. God wants to help you, but he cannot because you're not willing to act in faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. You're going to need faith. You are a spiritual being. You're going to have to live by faith. The Bible says, and the just, those who are justified. You shall live by faith. God's shells are loaded. That means you're going to do it, whether you like it or not. At some point, this thing, your winter season will be so long that you'll decide, you know what, God, forget what they say. I'm going to do what your word says. I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to do what the word says. God, I don't see how I'm going to make it. I don't even know how I'm going to make it. That's where faith comes in. So you've been trying to avoid faith and say that you love God and that you're trying to please God. It is impossible to please him without faith. So God has to put you in a position or allow you to be in a position where all else fails. You can't call on mama no more. You can't call on dad. You can't call on your rich uncle or your rich cousin. They can't help you or they won't help you. Now you're mad at them. Well, they shouldn't help you. This is between you and God. Don't make God mad at them because they won't help you. Mm, All right. Okay. Are you getting this? God is in control of some seasons. No, all seasons. Any season without God is miserable. If you ever get to a point you find yourself in the in season, and especially when we start talking about this summer season, if you find out that you don't have time for God, you're in danger. Real danger. I want to deal with a little bit about the, spring, uh, about the spring season because I left that off with you last, uh, last time we talked. Uh, and watch this this is a principle that you gotta learn and you gotta understand in Genesis chapter 1 verse 11 God said that the earth bring forth grass the herbs yielding seed and the fruit trees yielding fruit after it is kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so that right there let me know that you have to be careful. The seed is within itself. If I want a peach tree, I plant a peach seed. If I want an apple tree, I plant an apple seed. If you sow discord, you will reap discord. If you sow seeds of unfaithfulness, or un, but not being faith, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have any faith. That's why Galatians says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, or a woman, talking about mankind, soweth, that shall he also reap. Because the seed is within itself. If you cuss somebody out, guess what, baby? Get your ears ready, because somebody finna cuss you out. If you talk about somebody, Get yourself ready because somebody going to talk about you. The seed is within itself. Your mouth holds the seed. When you let that word out, the word I told you last week, the word is the seed. So when you say it, you plant it. That's why you have to be careful what you say. Stop telling folks you make me sick because eventually you're going to be throwing up when they come around and you don't know why. They are making you sick. Your blood pressure go up every time you see them. And now you're on all this blood pressure medicine. when they come around, your blood just, your hands get fat, your feet start to swell. (laughs) Because you keep saying it. You keep planting seeds. The word says that the seed is within itself. Your words are powerful. So why not, if you take this principle, why not take this principle and say, I shall prosper. I shall be in health. Stop saying the silly stuff. I ain't gonna never get over this, okay? Yeah. i never get through this. Really? Yeah. And you expect to get through it. When you said you wouldn't. The seed is in itself. Yeah. For he that soweth to the flesh shall out of the flesh reap corruption. If you start doing things in this season, especially the spring season of your life when things start going good for you, and you start letting your hair down, and you start sowing a lot of seeds to your flesh, you want to make the flesh happy, you know, you get out there, and you start potting, and you start doing this, whatever you sow to your flesh, okay, that's it. But he that sowed to the Spirit, shall so the Spirit reap life everlasting. In other words, if you do it for God, there won't be no sorrow added to it. If you do it for you, there's going to be some issues. Amen? Are we ready to move forward? So the season we're talking about now is the summer season, and that's what we're getting ready to, to really kick off today, and I want you to be excited about it, but I want you to get some understanding of it. Each season will require a different action, or corresponding action on your part. So don't just think, it's summertime, and watch this, because it's summertime, we think or we feel that it's a time for relaxing, and it's true. And when you think about summer, what do you think about? Relaxing, taking vacations, enjoying life. But you forget there's still work that has to be done. The work of your hand keeps you from being complacent. During the summer, you must water and cultivate. You know, I was out there. I had guys planting some, some flowers at the house, and I go outside, and I look at my flowers, and they about dying. Jordan don't water them. Nobody water. So I get so mad, I got that I get the water hose and I start watering myself. I'm like, why am I watering these doggone flowers? I shouldn't even let no flowers grow up. But you want things to be beautiful. And somebody has to do it. Eventually I'm going to make them do it, but I was so mad I just did it myself. How many of you all do that sometimes? You get so mad at asking somebody to do stuff, you just do it yourself. You're crippling them. I'm going to leave that alone. Mm-hmm. All right, another thing. And there's a lot of stuff that I talk about, stuff I have experienced, I know. I have kids, teenagers in the house, want to be teenagers, all that kind of stuff. They think this last thing is for them. They think that they can vacation the whole summer. They think that it's summertime. Why do I have to get up at 6 o'clock? Why do I have to get up at 7 o'clock? It's summertime. Are you going to vacation the whole summer? You spend ten months in school and you get a two-week, a two-month vacation every year? Two months? My goodness, your grade should be all A's, straight A's. Matter of fact, A plus. I mean, because you earned a two month vacation. Two months? You know how long most people have to work to get two months? And you got it because you were in school for 10 months? And you had a whole lot of holidays during that time. Yeah. The more you get, the more you want. That's human nature. So in the summertime, we've got to be able to understand what's going on and what's happening. I, my mama used to mess me up. Summertime, boy, we'd be so happy. And you're waking up, 7 o'clock. Get out of bed. You got to go in the garden. You got to clean the house. The house been dirty all that time, but then why we got to get up now and do it? We got all day. (laughs) She was trying to keep us in a rhythm, to keep us understanding that there is still work. Even though you're enjoying yourself, there's still work ahead. Some of you all think you owe yourself this one. You want to vacate the whole summer. Kids out of school, so what? I can lay in bed. I don't have to get up and make them go get on the bus or nothing. Well, you're making them and yourself lazy. Stay on your schedule. Stay on the assignment. Take your week out, but get right back in there and keep it going. I I know y'all don't like this. I understand that you don't like this. But I'm trying to help you to understand what we have done to this generation. And we're going to have to take it back. Yeah, y'all laughing now. Y'all like, Pastor, I just let it go. (laughs) Let them move out. (laughs) All right, anyway. Corresponding action is going to be required. Let me give you a word, a word to the wise, for those who think that they can just spend the whole summer doing nothing. Proverbs 6 and 10 says this. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Pounce on you. <laughs> there it is. You don't even know what happened. You don't know where it come from. Scarcity, scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Stick them up, give it up, get here. In other words, you won't even know what's happening. All because you lay down to say, and that's what you try. We try to teach our children, no, get up. Why? Because there's a robber out there, there's a bandit out there who's robbing you. I don't know if you know or not, but that bed makes you lazy. Amen. Amen. I look at my kids. The longer you let them stay in the bed, they will stay there all day long. They are darken the curtains just so they won't have to get up. What's happening? That bandit is robbing them. hmm mm-hmm. I know you don't like this. You want me to let you talk about the summertime when you just take you're just taking vacations, you out fishing, and you're out enjoying it. Well, that's a good thing to enjoy, but you got to know the truth about it, too. That's why we keep messing up in these seasons. That's why our kids are acting the way they're acting. We've forgotten about work. They on vacation now. If you don't watch it, they'll vacate 12 months out of a year. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the good of summer, since y'all don't like what I'm talking about. Summer's road trip time. Headed for the beaches and the lakes. Or we'll get some fishing on. We utilize the summer as a time to re-energize ourselves, to get ourselves back on track, to feel good about ourselves. Those road trips are about reconnecting with our family, friends, and ourselves. People's fondest memories about our childhood, something that happened during the summer. My fondest memory, and we didn't have much when we were growing up. We just didn't know we didn't have much. (laughs) You know, you get on your bikes and you ride and your mama tell you don't go here, but you be all over there. Some of y'all don't know. I came from Mississippi. I know you wouldn't tell, but, you know. I was born and raised in, in Mississippi. I know my uh, accent, you know, sounds like I'm foreign, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, I, I came from, from Mississippi, all right? And I remember when we had to make fun because we didn't have fun, all right? You, you didn't have all the access to the PlayStations and, and the Xboxes and all the other things and all this. We had what we found. You take an old tire, and you get your two sticks, and you put them sticks in it, and you erase your partners. <laughs> uh, y'all, y'all don't know nothing about that, do you? <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> I got some witnesses right over there. there huh? yeah, 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 yeah. You put the dirt in it because you wanted to dust everybody. <laughs> so you get your dirt, and you put it inside that tire, and when you're going down there, boy, everybody be dusted, <laughs> We didn't have a whole lot of acridates. You sit on what we call the shade tree. Mm-hmm. The shade tree. <laughs> Tell a kid to go sit on the shade tree now. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> what? Shade what? Say who? <laughs> no, nah, you're throwing shade right now. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. some stuff we grew up with that these kids now, they don't even go outside talking about trying to find a shade tree, planting dust. No, you tell me. I just bought these shoes? You You think I'm going to get them dusty? I've never seen it. Kids buy new shoes, and they'll put them aside. They don't want nobody to touch. Well, why you buy them? They're designed to walk in. They will get dusted. They will get dirty. Oh, you step on these kids' shoes now? I don't care. They're going to fight you. They'll take their shoes off, put them to the side, and play play basketball in their socks. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with this generation. (laughs) Anyway, let me get back to the sometime. (laughs) So, that's some fun childhood, you know, memories for me. Anyway, y'all shouldn't let me go there. Road trips can symbolize freedom and independence. Mm. That little word independence can mess us up in a good time. If you don't pay attention, you can get a lot. You can get a, you can get lost in this season, and life will tend to be all about what you think you deserve. You owe this one to yourself, and on and on and on. Doing so, you leave room for the devil. This is a time, and I know some of you are looking at me straight because in the summertime, everything's going good. You know what? You might not have a lot of money. So you decide who not going to get paid because you're going to enjoy this summer. If somebody's going on a vacation and they ask you to go, you're going. Somebody's not going to get paid, but you're going because it's summertime. I owe this to myself. Well, it's that time where you have to watch it because that devil will catch you in that season and have you doing some silly things that's going to cost you when your, when your fall comes. You hear me? You've got to watch it because if he can get you to start thinking about everything's about you and you owe this one to yourself, no, baby, what you owe, you owe it to God. And whatever you do, you're doing it as unto the Lord. So in your summertime, don't forget God. Let me show you a scripture. Let me show you something so that you'll be able to see it. Let me go. Let me hit the bad part summer, and then I'll go to to this part that i want to show you. The bad part of summer is this. Summer is the hottest of all four seasons. Drought can occur. Listen. Drought can occur. hmm Heat strokes can happen. There are people who are out there in the heat and enjoying something and didn't realize it, but their bodies got overheated, and next thing you know, They fell and many have died because of heat strokes. You must take caution. On one hand, it can be a blessing, but on the other hand, it can cost you your life. The truth is, your spiritual life can suffer as well. If you're not spending time in the Word of God, you can suffer dehydration. hmm You hear me? Just like in the summer, it's so hot that things are drying up. Spiritually, when things are going good in your life, you allow yourself to dry up. Yeah. You're dehydrated. Some of you are dehydrated right now, and you don't even know it. That's the fun thing about dehydration. Sometimes you don't even know it. You know how much water they tell you you're supposed to drink a day? Most of us are dehydrated. Well, Pastor, what are you talking about? Most of you are not spending enough time in the Word, so you are dehydrated. Your spiritual man is dehydrated. Things are not functioning the way they should because there's not enough hydration in your spirit. You haven't spent enough time in God's Word to get the water from the Word. Your faith is not operating the right way fear coming in, things are challenging you that shouldn't be challenging you because you're not spending your time in the Word. But pastor, I come to church. That's your problem. Church should have gotten into you now. There ought to be some consistency with you and God. Your prayer life ought to be consistent. if nothing else, you ought to be able to pray before you go to sleep at night. If nothing else, that's the most dangerous time of your life when you're sleeping. You're not in control of nothing. God has to watch over you. So during this summertime, you're thinking it's all about you. No, lest you forget the God who brought you out. You cannot do that. This happens when we relax and begin to enjoy life, thinking that winter is over and spring is in the air and I've got my bounce back. It's summertime. It's my time. It's about me now. I'm going to get mine. I need some me time. Yeah, the devil got you, and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Now, God wants you to enjoy this time, but there's a warning attached. And let me show you this warning Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10. And we're going to go through 14. He was talking to the children of Israel, and actually, you can put yourself right there. See, these scriptures are designed for instructions, for reproof, for correction. In other words, you use these scriptures every day of your life to keep you on track, to keep you in alignment. That's why you're dehydrated. That's why you're in a drought. You're not using this word enough. Watch this. When you have eaten your field, be sure to praise you in your summertime. Now, I didn't write that. Go check it out. Uh, Do the Roman chapter 8, verse 10 through 14, living, New Living Translation. When you have eaten your field, be sure to praise him. In your summertime, when things are going good, you better praise him. You better praise you some God. God, I thank you. God, I remember what my wonder was like. God, I remember how bad it was. You better learn to praise him. Right now, if you're in your summer season and things are going good, they're not bad, you know what you owe him? Some praise. I shouldn't have to come in here and prompt you to praise. You all look back on your winner and you ought to give him some glory. Well, I, I just don't feel like that. That's all right, winter going to come again. <laughs> you will feel it. <laughs> as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, Hot and cold, rather. Spring and summer. It's going to continue. As long as you live, you're going to go through seasons. Yeah. That's what he's saying. So if you can't find a praise when things are going good. It's all right. You'll talk to them when things go bad. And nothing puts you on your knees quicker, than some trouble. Uh huh. Are you learning something? Yeah. I know God had this stuff here in the scripture, didn't he? Uh huh. When you have eaten your field, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land that He has given you, the good stuff that He's given you. Praise Him for it. Some of you, somebody, somebody, who canceled your card note. Some of you got some good money back in your taxes. You ought to be praising God. You ought to be giving Him some praise. Well, watch this. But this is the time to be what? Careful. Wait a minute. This is my summertime. Why are you telling me to be careful? But this is the time, God said, I know better. I know you better than you know yourself. And because things are going so good for you, this is the time for you to be careful. Be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, his regulations and his decrees that I've given you today. While things are going good, don't you forget you're God. Some of you take vacation. Oh, you had it down packed When you was at home, you pray. On vacation, I don't have to pray. <laughs> <I'm> on vacation. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> Seriously? You in another city now? You can't pray. <laughs> you didn't pray. You left God back in the house? What, what you do with him? You don't need him now? You better pray. I know sometimes, I, uh, my, my wife, we're we, 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 we together now, we know. We go out of town, I take my scriptures with me. Why? <laughs> hey, I need them. I wake up in the middle of the night and I just start praying the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Lest I forget the God who made it all possible. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor, you, you, you're going too far. When I'm on vacation, I just want some me time. I, I don't have to talk to God. You don't have to. You really don't. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with that one. All right? Now, look, I'm not here trying to tell nobody what to do. I'm telling you what thus said the Lord. And I said before you both, life and death, yeah. blessings and curses, You choose. For mm-hmm. when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, you know, that's when most people start messing up. When things start going good. When things were bad, you spent a lot of time with God. You were talking to Him day and night. But as soon as that pressure got off, well, I got to get on my knees and pray. I can pray when I get in the bed. I used to pray 15 minutes. or oh, two minutes would be all right. I used to bless my food. Lord, Jesus wept. Really? Why are you crying over your food? You better not eat it. And when your flocks and your herds have become very large, and your silver and your gold have multiplied along every, with everything else, everything is blessed. Be careful. God, why? What? Everything ain't going good. Why gotta be careful? Why do I have to be careful in my summertime? Everything is happening. It's clicking. I'm good. I invite folks over for barbecues. You ain't gotta pay nothing. I got this. Can I just bless you? Just come on over. Mm-hmm. We get we splurged then. But won't invite God. Yeah. Be careful. Don't become proud and at that time forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. The king James said, don't become proud lest you forget the God who brought you out, who brought you out of your mess. Mm-hmm. Did you forget who brought? You? Your mama couldn't do it, your daddy couldn't do it, uncle them, Puka them, ray ray, none of them can bring you out. that's something God did. And because you got in your summertime, you're not giving him his respect, his due, his praise. And God said, you know what? It gets like this with me every year. Every season when I bring you into your summer, you forget about me. When you get enough tax money, when you get enough this, you get enough that, you forget me. And I'm the one who brought you out. You in abundance of goldsmiths, dealers, and all them. Macy, they had your phone number. (laughs) J.C. Penny wanted every one of your pennies. And God said, I brought you out, and now you want to forget about me? In your plenty, when things are going good, you don't need me? I'm the one who gave you this. I'm the one who brought you out, and now you want to do me like this? You don't want me to go on your summer trip." Because you want to get you a little drink? (laughs) You want to do you this? You want to do that? You want to have a good time? So you let me stay at the house. But I was with you in all your misery. But when you start to enjoy yourself, I got to stay at the house. Really? I'm the one who brought you out, and I can't enjoy life with you. I can't be in your summer. Because I cramp your style but you call me Lord. You worship me with your lips, but your heart is so far from me. You, you will not ask me to bless you as you travel, but won't let me go with you. Lest you forget the God who brought you out. If you forget, God has a strange way of reminding you. <laughs> Remember when I told you about the drought of summer? <laughs> There's a drought of God. Yeah. Psalms 23, verse, Psalm 32, verse 4. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy upon me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Hmm. Because you're not getting this. God has To step in with discipline. You're not understanding what I'm saying. You're not understanding what God is saying. Every summer, every time of the year when things are going good, you don't pray like you should. You're not getting it. And therefore, God's in control of all seasons. You don't realize this, but you can skip over your harvest and go straight to winter. Yep. Uh-huh. God can put your harvest on hold. And you'll find yourself in the dead heat of winter. That's so mean. Okay, it don't have to be me. He can just dry you up in the, in the summer. How many of y'all ever went through a hard summer? <laughs> so hot outside, air conditioning breakdown. It's like, who are you fanning? You want to go to somebody else's house? You want to get, uh-huh. Spiritually, it can be the same thing. God just don't blow on nothing that you do. It's almost like a curse come after you. The Scripture said, "That's one man This curse was after. He ran from the lion to get to this place, and then the snake bit him, and then, place, and then when that uh, spider bit him when he put his hand down. He, they, I mean, it was just one thing after another. The curse is just on him. It was just after him because he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't obey I feel as though we need to remember the pain from the past. You know, one time I was asking my wife, you know, my wife did four natural childbirths. Natural. I was there with her. I was coaching her. That did mean a lot to my That didn't mean a thing. That meant a lot to my wife. Didn't that mean a lot to you? Me there holding your hand, coaching, pushing him out, shoving him out way out. Come on. <laughs> I asked her, I said, what would make you do this four times? She said something that was profound. She said, I just don't remember the pain. I'm like, what? You would go and have a baby again, again, and again without any epidemic, knowing what you went through, and you tell me you don't remember the pain. That's profound. Some of you guys keep going back to that same old raggedy situation. Because you don't remember the pain. Mm -hmm. You keep going back down memory lane. (laughs) You know the heartache. You know the pain, but you don't remember what it felt like. So every year, you stay in the same old circle in the same old thing because you don't remember the pain. I'm going to let that soak in for a minute. Let's see how much. Okay, you got another 49 seconds. It's something about pain. When you're going through it, my wife, like, whew, I know she was gonna never do that again. But as soon as she grabbed that baby in no, her uh, arm. No more memory of the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most women can identify that. Most men, like, Psh, man, please, <laughs> one and done. <laughs> like the basketball, <laughs> one and done. <laughs> That's it. All right. It's easy to forget the pain of winner. And put off the works to spring. There's a lot of things that you should be doing in the wintertime. But you know what? You put it off to say, okay, I'll take care of that in the spring. If you don't deal with the roots during the winter, the regrowth in the spring will have you back in the same condition again. If you're not paying attention to the season and applying yourself, you will find yourself in the same condition year after year After year. When do you think it's going to get better? When you do better. When you let go of some mess, mark your calendar. This is the day I cut him off. This is the day I stopped being a fool. This is the day I let her go. This is the day I decided to live right with God. Mark it on your calendar. One year later, you're going to be living a better life than you're living right now. (laughs) Stay faithful to God. Do what God tells you to do, because he promised you, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Listen to God. Honor your vow with him. Honor your word. And mark it on the calendar. God, I promise you, I was going to do what your word say do. And pastor said it, and I'm marking it on my calendar. This is the day I walk in your will. Next year from now, I want to have a conversation with you. I guarantee you, if you do it His way, you're going to be better next year than you are right now. I know my God. I am not bragging, I just have confidence. It is His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants you to have some things. He wants you to be, man, he wants you to be able to take trips. He wants you to be able to enjoy life. Matter of fact, he said, I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I want you to be happy. I want you to be satisfied. But in me, I put this down here as a little reminder. This is an example. In the natural, if your desk, your house, your car is still cluttered, you're not learning your lesson, and life owes you nothing. If you're not learning from your mistakes, I have um, a person that has come into the business to help me, and her job first was to organize my thoughts. She said, where are they? I said, they're in my head. Would, would you mind just giving me some time where you can sit down and give me your thoughts? I said, sure. We sat down. And she said, what are your thoughts? I said, you have to ask me. She said, what? You have to ask me what my thoughts about what you want to know. And I got so many thoughts in my head, I started telling you about my children. I started telling you about this. I started telling you about the church. I started telling you about this. She said, okay, wait a minute. Okay, what are your thoughts about paperwork? I said, it's paperwork. She said, where is your paperwork? I said, it's on my desk. She said, the way your desk is is the same way your mind is. Help me help you. <laughs> so she started putting things in place. And she got these little stacks of des- little stack, This tray and this tray. This is your desk, but this is my tray, and this is your tray. Whenever you have something for me, put it in my tray. Whenever I have something for you or you just sign off on it, here it is in this tray. That's the first step of organizing. Put everything in its place. You missed it. The first step of organizing is put everything in its place. If it does not have a place, create a place for it and not under the bed. This is going to be the place where I'm going to put all my mail. This is the place where I'm going to put all my dirty clothes. This is the place I'm going to organize. Get yourself together. Stop going into every season and you're bringing the same old mess into every season. You're not showing any growth, any discipline at all. You know why? Because you're lazy. I'm not lazy. Call it what you want. I know you don't like it. Past it's 1215. It's past 1215, but sit still. You have what we call missed opportunities. Because you didn't take advantage of the winter and you allow some things and allow some things to die. You decide to wait and do it in the spring. And because you procrastinated, and that's maybe what you want to call your procrastination. You're not behind in the game, and you must work hard if you plan on a harvest season. There's still hope though. God can turn this thing around. But Pastor, how's he gonna turn it around? You gotta go to the scriptures. You gotta find out what the word says. So if you're in a situation now where you realize my next season is gonna be a harvest season, but I haven't done none of the stuff that I need to be doing to get it together. I got stuff packed on top of stuff. I'm not organized. Well, how can I do it? God can help you redeem the time. But you got to go back to his scriptures and learn what to do. How many of you want to know what to do? I'm glad everybody raised their hand. Here we go. I'm going to show you. Learn your lesson. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 8. Take a lesson from the ant. Oh, Lord, I don't want to talk about that doggone ant. I know where you're going. Well, you know it's in scripture and this is what you've got to do. You got to redeem some time. Take a lesson from the ant. You lazy bone. Now, see, I didn't call you lazy. The word called you lazy. You lazy bones. Learn from the ways, learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince, no governor or ruler to make them work, you grown. Can't nobody make you do nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to learn a lesson. They labor hard all summer, gathering food because they know there's a wonder. Because you're behind in the game, you got to work even harder. Now, not only do you have to organize yourself, but you got to organize your kids. See, if you had had some order, when they grew up, they would have grew up in order. Because there was no order, now you're behind in the game. I see y'all getting tired. I should have never told y'all I was going to start letting y'all out at 12, 15. This is the last scripture I'm going to give you. I want you to get it right. I want you to to learn your lesson. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 9 through 15. Last set of scriptures I'm giving you. (laughs) What do people really get out of all their hard work? I've seen the burden God has placed on all of us. Yet God has made everything beautiful in his own time. He has planted eternity in the hearts, in human hearts. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. In other words, I know eternity exists for me. I'll live forever. But I just don't know how God got it all set up. I don't know how he's fixing it all and making it all work for my good. So i concluded this, There's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruit of their labor for for these are the gifts of God. Verse 14. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken away from it. God's purpose is that people should fear him, respect him, reverence him to keep him involved, to keep him abreast, to keep him included, not excluded. Any season without God is a terrible season. It's not that God's not there, it's that you won't allow him to be God. What is happening now has happened before. And what has happened in the future has happened before. Because God made the same thing happen over and over again. Why? Because you're not learning your lesson. You keep going around this vicious circle. Because you won't learn your lesson. So you're not being promoted. Because you're rebelling against God, you become the children of Israel. That little journey... It's now taking you 40 years, and you're still going around that same doggone mountain. Okay. Not progressing any at all. Baby, it ain't the different churches. It's you. Yeah. What you have is self-inflicted wounds. And when you come to the church, those wounds are there. You're hurting. Hurting people hurt people. Learn a lesson from your season. This summer, God's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. But in your blessings, don't forget the God who has brought you out. He wants you to enjoy the season, but he wants to enjoy it with you. He does not want to sit back and watch you enjoy it. He wants to be involved. He wants to have, you know what, my kids, they're not bad kids. They'll do bad things. They'll go to the movie and want to invite me. They'll planned on going to the movie. I'm on my way to the house. They leave before I get there. (laughs) I had my garage closed in. Got a nice TV in there and everything. I come out there, and I try to sit down and watch TV with them. They get up and go in the other room. They're not bad kids. They do some bad things. Okay, you don't want me to watch TV with you. I go outside, and I hit the breaker. I cut the lights. I cut everything off. Daddy, what's wrong? Yeah, you tell me. You want not leave me? You don't want to spend time with me? I cut everything off. I know how to get you to come to me. Where did you learn that from? I learned it from God. I learned it from my daddy. When I act like I don't have time for God. Oh, there was one time, you know, I tell you about my confession. I'm going to let you go. Just be patient. All right. I have some scriptures that I confess. And one time, I was mad at my wife. And I wasn't going to confess the scriptures. I skipped over that one. My wife and I were not this, we're not that. So I get mad. I went, skip over that one. Boy, things got so rough. I grabbed those scriptures and so said, God, ain't going to never do that one no more. Ooh, we don't know where this woman come from. Ain't no woman like the one I got. Ooh, Jesus. I got back on those scriptures, and I stayed on those scriptures until things changed and came back. And I was so appreciative of them. I hold on to my scriptures now. God taught me a lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know it, don't you? Most married people, most married men know it. Once you start doing something, you get consistent with God, you better hold on to it. God will change your season on you and watch you while you go through it. Don't forget God. Enjoy this summer. Be happy, but do it with God. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for this day, this time, this opportunity. I give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And Father, I thank you for each season that we go through. Each season of our life is so important. And Father, we all look for a harvest, but God, we gotta learn the winter, the summer, the spring, and the summer. Father, I pray down for your people. I pray that they understand your truth. I pray that as they begin to enjoy themselves this summer, that they invite you to be a part of it. God, I thank you for it. I pray that anybody. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.